but only a few frames. Then on the night of the murders, on camera, this appears. What the hell? So, what is your general opinion on people giving opinions on the internet about films? Like where though? Like IMDb specifically or? No, no, not IMDb. Mostly like Facebook, Twitter reviews <coughs> that usually pop up. Mm, I mean, it's it's okay unless it's just uh, completely, you know, downgrading a particular film and like nobody gets to see it again, seeing the public opinion of it. Like, mm. uh, uh, mm. I mean, forget like the political side of it, like, you know, with uh, the standard now and Pata uh, Lok and all. Mm-hmm. I mean, in those cases, it's clearly those people have gone to IMDb pages and, you know, downvoted it and uh, given it one star and all. If you see those, mm-hmm. I mean, Pata Lok, it's a, <laughs> I mean, even if you don't like the show, it's definitely worth more than the rating it has on IMDb. Let me just check. Hmm. No, my mean, my uh, what I wanted to say was like people's general opinion on a film, they they are usually over critical and over analyze things, right? Like this shot meant something. Like I was just yeah. uh, randomly on a on a very random Facebook group, and uh, someone shared a shot of this person looking in inside a car, looking uh, looking at the person behind through his uh, rear view mirror. And that person put that picture along with taxi driver shot. He's like, what a tribute to Scorsese. I'm like, <laughs> that shot is literally there in almost every film or every everything that has like a car shot involved or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's there know, in like uh, Talash. I think that's so the many poster things. for Talash. <laughs> so, and I was just uh, randomly scrolling on Facebook only and someone just posted, uh, there's this film called Sir, uh, yeah, yeah. which is a good film streaming on netflix and uh basically that film is about uh two lovers actually not lovers basically it's a story it's a brewing romance between uh guy and a maid a maid and her boss okay it's a very good yeah. romance like it's it's really well done and someone uh put down this as a uh, criticism saying that uh, the director or and the writer don't address the issue of casteism in this film yeah i saw this i'm like why do you have to do that in everything i mean that film is not about right so in general i, I wanted to ask you the same thing like what do you feel about all of this this uh, toxic cinephilia culture that has been like coming up in the last 5 6 years no i think like uh, the reason they bring that up is because uh, if you present anything with like certain amount of realism then hmm. i think people expect all the stuff that exist in real life to pop up there like this same thing i saw with uh, photograph where like nawazuddin was hmm. uh, what is his job yeah okay photographer. he's a photographer hmm. in front of uh, gateway of india hmm. and the girl is like this young girl who's studying for uh, ca ca right yeah yeah and then there was there were reviews which said like this is not a thing that happens in real life like you can't have somebody from uh, you know uh, <laughs> such a different uh, age group as well as uh, uh, careers and uh, all of that hmm. class difference basically financial right, backgrounds right. all of that 
and they said this is just not believable <laughs> and uh, i was like i don't know if like i mean it seems like it could happen they seem to have addressed most of the things i mean and okay okay like if you are if you are going for like a generalized portrait right like you are like okay so we are dealing with a person who is a maid hmm so now we have to deal with caste because that is the that is 90% of society right so we need to represent that i don't know what kind of like uh, film making that is i mean that's more like you know going for some social commentary rather than but te- you know the but but tell me one one thing it. why do you want to have a certain set of expectations for a film to be to exist Right. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say I haven't seen the movie, so no, I don't no, know. No, no, that's all right. In, this is in general. I'm asking, like, why shouldn't we judge the film on the basis of what it is rather than what it should be? Right. I'm not saying what it could be, but I'm saying what it should be is a different take on a film. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they said that about like Slumdog and all, no? Like, mm. uh, you had these slum kids who are speaking English. Right. Right. Uh, and that was like the first turn off for everyone hmm. uh so it's like some people who may know that world or like who may like i don't know where this is in mumbai right right uh, yeah dharavi dharavi <coughs> so maybe they know like that this caste is like an unavoidable issue see but that's that something that's something we know right we as indians would probably hmm. have a better idea about that but you remember this this film called valkyrie by Brian Singer. Yeah. It's about uh, a, a certain set of Nazis wanted to uh, like uh, assassinate uh, Hitler. Okay, that stars Tom Cruise in it. The film starts with German, okay? Then you have got like subtitles. Yeah. And slowly in the same shot it turns to English. And then the whole film is in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you've got to believe what the film is actually trying to tell you rather than like point out why aren't they doing this? Like right. Mm-hmm. I mean, now what I actually see in in just this quote unquote cinephilia culture, it's almost toxic. It is toxic. Like people overanalyze and they call anything as shit without even like understanding the context and what actually is the world of the story, right? Yeah, but like the in the Valkyrie thing, you no, know, that's like a device the person is using. Say it's a Hollywood movie to begin with, mm-hmm, right? So it you can't have most of it in German unless you're like Tarantino and all. Yeah. Even there, it's like you know, it's not like the whole movie is in German and Italian and all. Right, right, right. <clears throat> uh, but I mean, that's like a device. But here, it's more um, like if you present any scenario, like huh. whatever type of uh, scenario you take, and you present it with a certain amount of realism, like when you're doing the actual hmm. conceiving process. Hmm. then if you leave out something like caste or uh, religion or something i think for people who know that particular uh, environment hmm. i mean they hey, but, it like but people glaring, tell me uh, people debating on yeah. facebook do you think they'll be a part of that environment in the first place i don't if know i have don't know i have no idea about this that you're using internet and mobile i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. like you're a higher caste people or you're living in a in a better like in you know, a safer more comfortable life than any person who's facing caste issues in mm-hmm. the first place right also this movie i don't think anybody from that lower class or something would watch this movie right this is made i mean right okay anybody can watch any movie but then you know i feel like people who will end up watching this are the people who are you know in a centers and what definitely exactly you know I, it's on netflix first of all yeah netflix and above all of that i am i am a little like it it gets a little irritating at times like people have sort of 
the kind of criticisms people have for films the kind of perceptions they have is like for example you remember we watched sonchiria both of us liked it right and the same night i go back home i check one of the reviews there's this person who writes the characters are not relatable i'm like how why do you want to relate to a decoit in the first place like what part are you trying to relate to in the first like there are gangster yeah, yeah. films and people are like irishmen people <laughs> one of the criticisms by for from people was uh, for irishmen was the film is not relatable i'm like do mm. you really have to relate to everything to understand or enjoy something i mean that's your that's you being like exclusively okay, like negative if, to films right <coughs> you can say that but then it's like uh, uh when you say just in a very kind of brash way you're like ignoring what could be relatable also huh. like there's no way something like irishman can be relatable if you just see it like the surface level but then it becomes a thing about you know like somebody's like there's many factors right there's a guy's work life affecting his family life and you know see how his daughter right, looks right, like right, how right. is that not relatable like is it and it's like a good actor also it's hmm. not like so i mean if you straight away just label something as not relatable so i can't get into it then like you won't you just won't like even when like the stuff shows up that becomes relatable mm-hmm. i mean i i think even that term of relatable has been i think it's been reduced to okay i need to see someone who's going through the exact scenario i am going through to <clears throat> of my same age group or from the same background exactly i mean then how is it even a criticism in the first place then yeah because like even in like tv shows and all now like hmm. people tv shows web series stuff on youtube and all people watch stuff that are exactly hmm. like them that's like i i don't know you do- are you talking about hustle india <laughs> yeah 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 people who are in college watch like college things and find it relatable people in college only watch friends and find it as yeah. the most relatable thing but that's okay like you can find but then you, then it becomes re- a little invalid to criticize films of a different nature in its set in a different context land culture mm-hmm. right but friends is more like some uh, fantasy they have like yeah but then uh, okay that's a different subject yeah so talking about perceptions and everything i watched this film called uh, virumandi recently i actually discovered uh, virumandi um, it was there in uh, adukalam adukalam directed by vetri maran uh, it was there in the credits he credited that film as one of his inspirations there were like a bunch of films obviously it was there in the credits yeah yeah the... towards the end i think that's the last towards the end of the credits uh, a list of films appear like i think there's there's some like 10 films or something or eight films whatever um they appear towards the end and virumandi was mentioned there and i had seen some interview yeah. of vetri maran where he was crediting uh, the the style and uh, just the like the cultural uh, part of virumandi uh, in some interview and while i was watching that like in that interview itself there was like a clip that played over that uh, while he was talking it was some shot of following mm. one shot of uh, kamal hasan from behind and instantly i could see some like i could see something like which i thought i have seen some somewhere before uh, it was a shot very similar to what i had seen in uh, jalikattu as well jalikattu directed by dj josh pelishri so i mean then i was like really fascinated by just the idea of what this film actually could be and i tried looking for it online for a l- at a number of places torrent whatever was available to me and i finally found it i watched it i loved it and then i could realize what these people how influential that film was for a lot of filmmakers and how really it could uh, influence like filmmakers in the future what about you 
um yeah i thought the same thing like uh, you could see a direct influence on a lot of things especially you know what vetrimar and doing now or hmm. like um, lokesh kanagraj i mean uh, i think the whole look of the main guy in kaiti from virumandi like the hairstyle and like you know all that the sideburns and mustache hmm. everything and you can see like how yeah. um uh like what is the influence also it's like uh, people say this is this has something called rashomon effect and all but then that's the thing i uh, heard about it going into watch it because i i had seen like uh, parts of this movie earlier but i never saw it from okay. beginning to end and uh, recently i mean one week back or something it came on uh, prime and prime. yeah it's mm. the first time i saw it from beginning to end and um, mm. yeah i mean uh, you can see how uh, first of all i didn't see any of the rashomon thing being brought to prominence or like it wasn't like the main highlight of it but at the same time it existed like you know especially in that second half of it and uh, you know events mm-hmm. it's shown from uh, different perspectives or like uh, multiple times it's shown from different uh, angles i mean that's about mm-hmm. it but mainly mm-hmm. it was more like you know he's taking like a pre-existing paradigm and he's fitting it perfectly into like some uh, cultural context i think that's right, like right, the right, best right. part of what he does usually and uh, also talking about uh even something like uh anpeshivam and all people say that's like uh, you know taken from planes trains and automobiles and all but you if you see the movie it's just like you know the first uh, 30 minutes or something where it's like mm. a comedic track is taken from that movie that's it and then it goes into its own thing basically that's mm. how uh, kamal hasan usually like you know in his in his adaptations and uh, all of that that's what usually happens except for like uh, I think Chachi Charso Beast is more direct. <coughs> Everything except that is just like he hmm. takes it and he makes it his own thing. Right, right. I think that's what has happened. I think I watched uh, three of his films in the last whatever one and a half month. Heram, uh, Alavandan and then uh, Virumandi itself. I mean, uh, with Virumandi, I didn't know about the Rashomon thing before. But when I saw it, then when I read about it, the good part about it was like that rashomon thing wasn't like a very exclusive or a very specific thing that happened yeah, yeah. like in most films that you see where rashomon effect is applied there'll be something very particular that that will be done to establish or to tell the audiences that this is a rashomon effect mm-hmm. that is happening right or a certain style here it is there's nothing like that you go with the story what, what is needed for the story only happens yeah. like it doesn't necessarily serve the effect it serves the story and that that what you just told it fits in the whole narrative perfectly and just the same idea what i was just telling you was uh, kamal hasan's writing like how he uses basic themes uh, and uses it to tell you a story is something really good even with uh, alavandan how he used uh, like just the nature of duality as as the central theme of the story hmm. he uses it he takes like parts of it and uses it in virumandi as well like two people having different perspectives of a story yeah i mean it is titled virumandi but you never know what actually was the truth right because you get only two perspectives of the story like because when it begins from uh, kotala tevar's uh, uh, kotala tevar is another character in the film and when it begins from his perspective uh, it is told in a certain way and from his personal perspective yeah. right and uh, the person who goes to interview kotala tevar uh, and uh, virumandi both is a neutral so that person becomes Wait, can you just summarize like what right. is the movie about yeah just a second i'll just uh, read out 
so basic synopsis which is there on uh, google says uh, a reporter researching the death penalty meets virumandi and kotala while listening to their versions of the same day she realizes that virumandi is being punished for a crime he did not commit yeah. so it's quite similar uh, the reporter that goes on uh, to make a documentary basically uh, on death penalty is fo- forces us to perceive the same kind of judgment that she actually perceives it as mm. right like the reporter considers virumandi's take as as the more sympathy or like the more em- something that can be empathized with more than kotala tevar's uh, story and so do we but we never know what actually happened there because we never get another perspective yeah. to the story i mean there's also like uh, how brilliantly uses the it begins with the bars of tv right those no signal bars yeah, that appear yeah. on tv right and he uses very i don't know if it's a very nuanced or a very subtle theme uh, but i feel the in the bigger picture he's just trying to use that whole uh, the idiot box trying to fool you i mean he does thing. that in the beginning know. of this movie it's like if you see vishwarupam also it starts with that dance like him teaching dance to them and it's constantly going from uh, you know outside the particular glass like it, the the thing mm. begins from outside glass and then most of the thing is like full reflections which like in the beginning you think it's just okay it's just a style of shooting it but then later on like the whole <coughs> spy thing and all comes in and then it makes more sense like because most of that song is shot in like reflections there's one shot which is like there's one boom box and there's like um, uh, you know the name of the song coming on a screen and then the reflection of that screen shows them dancing and all some crazy stuff and i mean he usually does that it's like he goes for some uh, visual metaphor basically trying to deceive you or whatever in- yeah yeah and you know <coughs> <coughs> he did this in Vishwarupam and which is i think i don't know which year 2012 or something first vishwarupam and 2013 then, yeah and then january uh, yeah. spielberg made bridge of spice uh exact same thing he said he started out with a reflection uh looking at that guy uh what's his name yeah mark rylance and he's like fixing something or something in the beginning scene and it's a reflection and in the interview with uh, i think with scorsese or some there's one interview right with scorsese right, right, spielberg right. and he said right. the exact same reason so like uh, i think kamal hasan sort of uh... did it before <laughs> i mean I, actually that's one of the things that he's that he's done he's basically been uh, first of all he knows everything he's co-edited yeah. the film with uh, another editor virumandi he's co- he's written the film he's directed the film he's in it uh, he's one of the, he's one of the singers there he's wrote two three songs in it yeah. I mean, he does everything. You see, it's like writing, you know, the songs and the script. It's proper, like literature. It's, uh, it's right, not right. something everybody can write. It's not like casual dialogues. Yeah, yeah. very natural to the whole. Yeah, huh. even if you ask people who know Tamil, they'll find it difficult to understand most of what he's saying. Because he is very specific. No, no. I mean, his like language. Shoots, right? like, it's very hardcore Tamil and. Oh. Uh, okay, okay, okay. What do you call it? Like even in Hindi, you know, it's like. There are some movies where it's mm-hmm. like that hardcore Hindi, which is right. Mostly Shyam Benegal films or like someone yeah, yeah, who's yeah. making it early on, right, right. I mean, in a way, there's there's also this one scene. The opening scene is is the jelly cut to scene, right, where mm-hmm. uh, Viru Mandi is actually trying to tame which the bull. Which is almost like uh, if you if you don't uh, if you don't uh, have subtitles on, it's almost like noise for forty minutes, like straight up noise, like forty five <laughs> minutes. The noise doesn't end. Hmm. 
no what i was trying to say was uh, the way he shot that jelly cutto scene is also like something that i hadn't seen like every time yeah. that ball hit him or that ball hit anyone i could feel it mm-hmm. like it was that well done i mean uh, i'm pretty sure uh, lijo probably it like took some inspiration from uh, this as well yeah but there's also like this uh, you know over the top action scenes in this and i don't know he does that a, a lot even in anbeshibam there's one mm-hmm. like the whole movie is like going on one track like okay it's a comedy and then now it's like we're getting into serious stuff dramatic stuff and then suddenly there's a fight scene with an umbrella like and he's using the umbrella to like it's completely like it belongs in a different movie but then you know that's his style like kamal hasan it's like he's it turns into like some prop uh, action mm-hmm. scene like some jackie chan scene where he just has one prop to fight 20 people mm-hmm. yeah i mean he did that in alavandan also but then that story yeah, yeah. that, they, that character was also tone, yeah. yeah i mean that character also was in that tone only of those action sequences like completely over the top uh, mm-hmm. i mean we can record another episode for alavandan separately one day but like let's stick to virumandi i think like if, that, i think uh, there will be people who see that stuff now and think okay what is this like why does it belong in this mo- movie but i right. think you know it can, you can also see it as a certain style that he has you know that right. like, you no know, one looks at some more tarantino movie like some kill bill or something and mm-hmm. you know see some all the top fight scenes you like oh, hey, why is this in this movie yeah because they I, are like more accustomed to praising uh yeah it's like okay this guy is a genius so this must be like something <laughs> to do but then when it's like kamal hasan it's like how of play yeah i mean this 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 film is amazing to be very honest like i haven't seen something like this before and yeah. one thing that i really liked was just the pure macho aspect of kamal hasan's acting in this like his acting is also like a, in a certain uh way like that's very particular to that character but he's but because since he's also written it i think he's like grounded all aspects of the making you know everything hmm. from uh, cinematography to dialogues to acting to sound hmm. <coughs> like it's perfectly ground in that uh, reality is taking place like even if you don't know right. actually how it is it still feels very that uh, raw rustic type of a feel to everything exactly and i think that lends it some i mean that brings a lot of originality and uh, like going back to saying you know like he takes one thing from like hollywood or like europe or something but then he has like the perfect ability to ground it in uh, you know like the tamil culture or some mm-hmm. indian context right even even just you just said like it's like raw and rustic and everything and just the idea of that also what that does is as an audience you also feel like if that person is in danger you really feel he's in danger yeah, yeah, yeah. like if someone is going to come and stab him with with a sickle you you you're really scared because you know that is going mm-hmm. to hurt him i mean just that aspect of it uh, for the audience how you perceive that film becomes even more engaging and that experience becomes like 10 times better just yeah. because you know like that person can actually die he can get killed his hand can get cut so yeah i mean there's this scene also uh, in um, Virumandi only where he goes like in full rampage he goes on killing people he cuts people's hand like proper uh, i yeah, mean the yeah. violence in this is a little too much for like indian films but it is fun obviously it but fits into the context similar to this these... right 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 and similar to this vetri maran also has like a similar scene in uh, uh, what was his last film that he did asuran with dhanush asuran asuran yeah uh, a similar scene in asuran as well like the amount of anger both the characters have in different in both those films and the amount of violence is almost on the same frequency 
but i mean that's something that vetri maran took it from him but but kamal hasan does it so well like you actually feel that his hand has gotten cut that's what i'm trying to say i think just that just establishing the culture uh i think he does that so well like and he's i mean if you know tamil and all uh, hmm. he's actually known for doing all those accents in different movies like in literally right, right. movies a different accent and yeah as i was saying like he knows how to uh, adapt something it's almost like you know vishal bardwaj adapting shakespeare and like setting it in you hmm. know kashmir valley and all like he's a guy who knows that stuff like i think that's what makes him a great uh, writer for because even if you see most yeah. writers like even vetterman and he talks about like a lot of themes of his are borrowed from like literature all of that but he knows how to set it in this particular context mm-hmm. yeah yeah you want to end on some topic so like, like what did what? you think about the movie generally i mean this is this film is uh, like i i said it before like it's really good and uh, it's almost 3 hours long but you don't feel those 3 hours because it is very engaging also it's very like high energy and always how, like it exactly like complete high energy like what i just said about like jallikattu also before that film by lijos jallikattu like it was similar to that and in this as well it's very high octane and it's like moving all the time it doesn't stop and because there are like two perspectives the same story even you're confused like it is true but there is also this sort of meta nature uh, what pirumandi puts in uh, in his story and that also becomes like kamal hasan's uh, way of telling that story and that films also title which is pirumandi but uh, just the whole idea of having dip- different perceptions to the same thing i also like we didn't mention it's almost a complete commercial masi type of movie like yeah it's not some art house The, huh. in that way it differs from you know jallikattu and uh, all definitely, that definitely definitely i think it's even more yeah. commercial and massy than like vetrimaran movies definitely yeah no doubt like right from the beginning you have uh, very commercial elements this film has got like some next level fan following uh, after i watched that we went on and checked online and the kind of fan following this film has is next level and i think uh, since it was coming out on prime uh, like like 10 days back or something um people were post, like there was a there are videos that came out on uh, kamal hasan's production houses uh, youtube channel raj kamal films yeah raj kamal films and like the comments like there's nothing negative about it it's all like people praising how influential that film has been for filmmakers and for them as viewers like there's those people must have seen it when they were kids and that's one uh, anurag kashyap uh, video no where he's talking about tamil filmmaker and he saw some yeah, uh, yeah. movies where it was like uh, you know it's a very grounded uh, movie and that made him go and uh, start making stuff like wasepur and all oh yeah sasi kumar's movie yeah, yeah. so uh, he was telling how that movie is very uh, grounded in tamil culture so because of that that sort of inspired him and made him look at his own uh, upbringing and that environment right i think that is also very uh, related to those industries as well like like not just tamil industry but uh, malayalam industry as well like you've got like stories which are very rooted to that culture or a very specific space i think those kind of films mostly have succeeded in hindi also when people have tried to root stories in a particular place like you look at any vishal bhardwaj film like his success is omkar and all they, like the films that have been set in a particular time in a particular space have worked out really well uh, as a whole film i think yeah. and most of i think uh, this is just an assumption but like most of malayalam films and tamil films are rooted in those places like obviously there are stories which 
like by Ajit or someone uh, that take you to Bombay or some place like some action thriller or all. But in general, like most films are very. Uh, I think like the ones uh, this guy mentioned, Anurag Kashyap mentioned. I think um, all the films he mentioned. I think he mentioned uh, this thing, Subramanyapuram, and uh, what are the other movie? Some uh, Bala movie. I forgot the name of. Um, okay. All of that. I think the predecessor is Kamal Hassan. Like I think he set it all up, for, and then these guys sort of carried it forward. Like they took whatever he was doing, like how he. you know uh, right. went to a particular locale and uh, people there he made uh, all as the characters i think the same trend has been followed on yeah yeah definitely that's what i was thinking like even bala who made setu yeah yeah setu setu that's like, what i was saying setu right yeah at some point anurag kashyap was writing uh, a hindi remake of setu for salman khan and uh, this is an interesting story like uh, uh, kashyap meets uh, salman khan for the first time and uh, he tells uh, salman khan that you've got to grow hair on your chest mm-hmm. and uh, um, salman khan throws a bottle a glass bottle or a glass at him and then the producer comes in firing at kashyap singh how can you tell that to salman But khan but did the movie get made and the project yeah it got made uh, it was remade into tere naam yeah. which was directed by satish kaushik like everyone knows the cult sort of quote and quote cult following of tere naam that it has on like hindi audiences but it i've seen setu and it was it's a very uh, sanitized version of setu tere naam is a very sanitized very hardcore bollywoodized version of of the original like it was made to cater salman khan and salman khan's basic audiences back then but anyway yeah i mean uh, bala took inspiration from probably from kamal hasan virumandi i think there's one video it's a very short video i think uh, less than a minute where bala is talking uh, No, not Setu. Setu came before uh, Virumandi. No, no, not so. Setu. Like I think this is post Virumandi, post Virumandi, yeah, yeah. and uh, one there's some song. I don't know which song because I can't understand Tamil. Uh, that video was in Tamil, obviously. I was trying to look for any comment that could help me out. Uh, but he said uh, one song in Virumandi helped him inspire write, write three stories. So I mean, people have been influenced. Like mm-hmm. most of the directors, the good filmmakers that we've come to know of have been inspired by. Virumandi specifically <clears throat> for some reason Kamal Hassan is one guy I I don't think his movies are as uh, internationally renowned as they should be I mean uh, I don't know if that is because there he doesn't have any in his filmography that you know uh, stands up to today's standards or something mm. uh, or like I don't know why I mean people talk about Hairam and uh, Nayak and all but then I don't know if like uh, like a uh, audience abroad would like it I think right. Nayak and was recognized by the sure. BBC or something B- yeah 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 it's like recognized as like top great films or something uh nayagan but i'm sure because people international audiences who would like to like get into like watch films and everything respect to india these are like one of those great films that you can begin with as well because they're so rooted in culture it becomes an experience for an outsider to view it as an experience to learn about mm-hmm. that culture as well <clears throat> i think i'd recommend uh, this thing more uh, pushpak because that's pushpak, like a perfect right. uh, I mean, I I said before also, it like holds yeah, up yeah. perfectly now. Definitely, definitely. Even like Michael Madana, but like, yeah, I think all all these Kamal Hassan movies are fine. Yeah, but for some reason, it hasn't gotten the acclaim of uh, uh, acclaim worldwide or internationally as some of the other actors. Like if you see Amitabh Bachchan and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
No, I think Virumandi won some award in some ah, I mean, best Asian like some, film or something uh, like that. If I'm not wrong. Random ass festival, I think. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, that's actually right. Like, he's not as recognized as probably like Amitabh Bachchan in overseas. Even Amitabh Bachchan, it's like okay, you have couple of uh, movies like hmm. people watch Shole, uh, considering that time and that context and <clears throat> uh, right, Anand. Right. I mean, he's in Anand. So I mean he has those movies and if you see anybody like they'll have some you know art house movie or something like even Nasiruddin Shah or something uh-huh, he'll have definitely. like 20 movies to show but I think Kamal Hassan's I think I don't think they're very acclaimed as of uh, now for some reason I mean That's also because they're not spoken out by like mainstream critics or like mainstream personalities uh, in media I mean that's the only reason I can come up with otherwise there's no other reason uh, because probably they wouldn't have seen it or like but like see so talking about like directors getting influence like obviously there has been some influence on these personalities and like it's shown in their films as well but it's mostly mm-hmm. i think people aren't don't know it beyond those films like people would know who vetri maran is now or like consider him is like in like top 10 filmmakers in india right now but they don't know how he was influenced and are you talking about kamal hasan influencing tarantino oh for kill bill animated sequence Yeah, every Kamal Hassan video has uh, YouTube comment. Did you know? Did you know? Kamal Hassan influenced Tarantino. <laughs> I mean, I I see that thing. I see that trivia everywhere. Well, I don't even know if it's true. Who said that line People though? People say like, Anurag Kashyap saw Tarantino, and Tarantino was like, uh, "I lifted the Kill Bill sequence <laughs> from uh, Abai." <laughs> I mean, it's quoted everywhere, but like, there's no validation. Like. Tarantino should come out and tell us. Let's call him on our podcast. I think a lot of people like feel proud that uh, like under Gangs of Wasipur uh, videos, it'll be oh. uh, Scorsese likes this movie. Martin Scorsese recommends Gangs of Wasipur. Right, but that's like people being like uh, you know trying to get validation from Tarantino and Scorsese. Colonial Hangover. You know, then people should also like watching Kante. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Tarantino likes Kante. In fact, that there is a clip of him saying that. In fact, that is the only thing he. I've seen that. Yeah. Bro, next episode on uh, Kante. Done, done, done. Perfect. I mean, with that, this is a wrap uh, on the episode. If there are any recommendations that you want us to talk about, please uh, follow us on Instagram and text us on Instagram. Uh, we'll reply back to you, obviously. No, we're busy. Subscribe on Spotify. because you are not on youtube right now we'll come on yeah, youtube though right stream. done done perfect uh, let's try to get alok nanda oh, das gupta next <laughs> are what what obsessed no no she just liked one of our posts so yeah on instagram oh, so yeah, please follow on on instagram uh, endorsed by uh, arshwardhan kapoor and alok nanda das gupta definitely definitely approved by uh, cbfc yeah we need to talk about some terence malick uh, movies and all then he'll come i think चलो नेक्स्ट एपिसोड ऑन टेंस मैलिक खत्म